Hey, this is Chris. Before we get to the show, let me tell you a little bit about Anchor. Anchor is our way of we record podcasts. Fantastic. Let me tell you why. It's easy. It's free. There are creation tools that we can record and edit your podcast right from your phone and your computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you. So it can be heard on such um, providers as Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many, many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need in a podcast and so much more. Check out Anchor, and you can find it all in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Anchor, it's a fantastic way of creating your first podcast and making it work. All right. Hey, welcome. We are here. It's a Steelers podcast. And honestly, guys, I remember, Paul, we were talking about this going, do we do this during the offseason? Uh, there's going to be some real lean weeks. And we've been through the lean weeks. And now we're we're getting the news. We actually well, got a bunch is, of stuff to talk about. This is a fat week. Uh, fat week, yes. <laughs> Come this on, is one of those weeks fat. where oh. a lot of things happen. It's going to be this. It's going to be the draft. And then we're going to hit summer. And it's going to get rough. That's why we have the review show. Which <laughs> That's why we have actually, the review show. We're actually doing the Ernie Banks and saying, let's play two today. We're going to have two reviews. And probably in the summer we may have ten because there won't be as many news. But, hey. Oh, man. We're here for this. We like the Steelers, and we're going to try and get through this as quick as we can. Um, I think I'll do it like last time. We'll, I'll mention a player. I'll go. Joe will go. Then Paul will go. Give some quick comments. Um, but we probably should start out with something we should take probably a few minutes on. Uh, the surprising news of the day, or last week, was Juju Smith-Schuster, where I don't think any of us didn't like Juju Smith-Schuster, we didn't envision him coming back to the Steelers at all, uh, just based on their salary cap issues. But, you know, I, I said last week, I'm not taking credit, but it only gave him like a 2 out of 10 chance of coming back. And I said, look, I don't think it's smart to bring him back. I don't see it bring him back. But everyone keeps talking about it. And it doesn't make a hill of beans of sense to me, but maybe something's out there. And, again, I'm not saying I'm smart because I only gave it 2 out of 10, but that's why I did. And lo and behold, he's back. Um, the official contract is one year, eight million, but there is a couple voidable years. So technically, it's a five-year contract. But the thought would be is it would be voided after the year. Juju may go elsewhere. Juju may stay for the Steelers. Who knows? So in essence, it is a one-year, eight million contract, eight million-dollar contract in practicality. Here's my quick take on. Juju is a better player than some of the other people out there. So, yeah, I mean, he's better than some of the other guys you can get for $8 million. I'm just saying, and we're not going to notice until after the draft, they better freaking have a plan. I think Steven Nelson, we'll talk about him in a second. I think Steven Nelson wanted more money. I, mean, I don't think he said it out loud. I think the Steelers said, hey, we can't give you more money. I think Nelson got frustrated to the point where the Steelers said, hey, go find a trade. But Steven Nelson, he's not a ball hawk. He doesn't get a ton of interceptions, but he's a really, really good corner cornerback. And you're adding to a position, sorry, deep, with a position that, you know, corner, I don't know. We have big questions at corner. We have big questions at our part. 
I think they're to a place where they got draft one of the top three running backs. And and you still need help on the offensive line. So, yeah, it could actually come out good. It could actually be a bonus. I think I like Juju here. But, man, they better hope that um, they get right back. They better hope that Justin Lane and James Pierre, the three and four guys, are as good as they hope they are. If everything matches out right, it's a great move. But, ugh, I don't know. I'm a little bit nervous. Joe, what do you think about it? We'll focus on Juju. We'll talk about the other guys in a second. But. Right. Um, what I love about this <clears throat> is the knowledge that Juju Smith-Schuster had offers that were higher other places, and he wanted to stay in Pittsburgh. Yeah. Uh, I love that. I love that more than anything. I think he endeared himself even further to all Pittsburgh fans out there because that's 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 the only way we're able to keep some guys like him is there there are people out there who say, I want to be here. This is my team. I want to stay. And I turn down more money other places. Now, I do think it's still smart on his part to sign a one-year deal, knowing that a year from now, when there is more cap room, because we're still looking at you, Big Ben. Uh, you know, at some point, that's going to have to stop. And I, and I think it's at the end of this year. So there's going to be more money for him a year from now. Uh, more than he if he were to sign a long-term deal with Pittsburgh, he wouldn't be able to, to get what he's going to get in a year. Uh, and so I think that's a smart move on his part. Uh, I think it's smart to not go play for some of the other people who wanted to hire him. Uh, especially going to the Eagles, man, that would have been a madhouse. Uh, and it's still going to be for another year or so over there. But even the fact that he turned down the Ravens, oh, I love that so hard. That's so so amazing. That <laughs> someone would look at the Ravens and go, no, I'm not doing that. So I, I appreciate that. Now it comes in, uh, and I want to get let Paul talk here soon, but um, the other thing that comes into this for on the Steelers' side, this is where some of the business gets weird for me, and I don't fully understand how it works. But we have to be honest. Juju Smith-Schuster is the number two most recognizable Pittsburgh Steelers player. All right? I, I don't know. I, I imagine that his jersey sales probably outdo Roethlisberger right now because a lot of people have had Roethlisberger jerseys for a long time. I'm just guessing. But that's money that comes into the team's pocket. So – you know, on the field is a thing <clears throat> for sure. And that's the major thing that you're considering. But there are other things to consider in terms of the way that he represents the team. Sure, the dancing and the and the TikTok has been a, a thing, but he also is really great in the community. Um, he is he's very strong in terms of his sales and his represent representation of the team. The, all of that stuff comes back to the team, and that's stuff that Pittsburgh wants to have and needs to have. It can't always be, you know, third string guy, uh, the person going out and representing the team. And they're still going to need somebody like Juju Smith-Schuster to headline this team. Uh, and so I, I think that plays into their desire to want to keep him around and maybe pay him a little bit more than they probably should given their situation. Not that Juju Smith-Schuster isn't worth that money and more. Um, but given their situation, like you were saying, they're rich at, at, a, at wide receiver, but there's still the idea of keeping your number one wide receiver who's a, a face of the team. Oh, what do you think? 
yes, to what Joe said. Um, with a, with a couple, with a couple nuances. Um, mm -hmm. I think Juju hit free agency. If I can take a, a movie and a commercial and kind of blend them together, uh, I think Juju hit the free agent market screaming, "Show me the money!" And what he heard back from other teams was, "I got you a dollar." Um, <laughs> he, he wanted he wanted twice what he was offered, um, and I think at the end of the day, Juju's a great dude. It, it's great to have him around. I think we have more pressing needs, uh, but he is good for the team, good for the community. Uh, I fully concede that. Uh, but I think going to Baltimore, uh, he is not the shining star in Baltimore. Oh. Uh, going to Miami. I mean, his best place to shine is here. Uh, and if he wants to hit free agency next year and try to scream, show me the money again, uh, he's he needs to be someplace where he's going to be able to shine the brightest. And I think that's going to be here. Um, I'm glad he's here. I think we have, we're better with him than without him. Um, but we've got so many gaping holes. Uh, I just keep thinking, oh, I hope we can still fill those holes. Uh, while we keep Juju. Um, so, yeah, no, no complaints about having Juju around. Uh, he's an exciting player, great dude. Uh, hopefully he does make us better. Uh, I, I'm just angsty about all the other holes we have. And, well, let me just throw this out there. Whoever wants to respond can respond. I look at Kenny Galladay, who has had injury trouble, but he's been very good when he's healthy. Uh, he signed the other night, and I'm trying to figure out the exact terms. He signed for a lot of money. He went to the Giants, and I believe, and let me make sure I'm quoting this right. Yeah, four years, $72 million deal. Now, I'm comparing Galladay's stats with Juju. Juju has better stats. Now, Juju has a weird stat line. He had 97 catches for 832 yards, which you never seen anymore. I mean, that's you know, he averaged eight yards a catch on 97 catches, which is kind of strange. The thing that strikes me, and yeah, for the Steelers, yeah, it's better we have Juju than not. But, you know, you've got four receivers now with Juju. you got Ray Ray McLeod. They signed some guy from the Texans. It's probably going to be your sixth receiver. I don't know where Juju gets the targets. Yeah, I don't want to see Juju going to the Ravens great for the Steelers, or if he went to the Chiefs, or, I mean, it would have hurt the Steelers next year, definitely, but I'm not sure he's getting more targets next year. I mean, Ben threw it a ton to Deontay Johnson last year. Uh, they're looking to get Chase Claypool involved. I'm not sure if he's going to have the best stats, and I, I look at it too. I know we hate Antonio Brown here, but Juju's best season came as the number two guy to Antonio Brown. I don't even know if Juju's your number one receiver. So, yeah, you didn't have to spend a lot of money on him, but I'm not sure if it makes total sense to Steelers because you got a couple other guys you're going to want to give a ton of targets to next year. I'm not sure it makes a ton of sense to Juju. I don't think Juju's going to have a great year next year. I mean, he might be your third ben receiver. Loves, ben loves him some Juju, though. Don't don't, don't forget that. Uh, I, I think Ben will go out of his way to get Juju some catches. And, and I don't disagree because you know, Ben said that a lot, and you know, you, heard, you almost heard some reporting saying, hey, I want to come back and we can bring Juju back. But then 
you know, we looked at targets all the time last year, Paul, and Deontay Johnson's getting 15, 20 targets a game. And yeah, Juju caught 97 passes. Obviously, he caught balls. It wasn't like nobody ever threw him a pass. But remember, Juju had some weird two catches for five yards, stat lines, and everything else. So it, it's just, it's strange. And again, it's for the best. If we can get that running back and the lineman in the draft, it's not going to be a bad thing. It's going to be better than others. But I'm confused on how this is such a great thing for the Steelers, and it's a, such a great, great thing for the Juju. I'm not sure if anybody wins in this, to be honest. Well, one thing would be it would be nice if we would stop throwing it to Johnson so much because Johnson dropped the ball half yeah, the time. No, I agree. I agree. Yeah, you got to <laughs> throw it to him 15 times if you're going to get eight receptions. Right. I think no, we I, can learn something from last year and maybe throw it to him a little bit less until he starts catching them and throw them to the guy who catches them. I don't know. I may be just speaking Tomlin speak, but, you know, you got to throw it to the guys who are going to catch it. I'll be honest. I, I think Juju and Chase Claypool should get the most targets next year. Yes. And I think underuse James Washington. Now, I don't think James Washington yeah. is necessarily better than Deontay Johnson, but I think they underused James Washington last year. So, like I said, in the long term, yeah, great for the Steelers, great for Juju. He's back. I, I just don't know if this is the overriding thing. But, hey, if we can get a good lineman in the first round or two, if we can get a good running back with the other pick, then we don't get the lineman. I think it's for the best. I think they will have a lot better offense. I, I think this could be a good thing, but they better get a running back, and they better even get another quarterback. There's actually some better quarterbacks they might be looking at. I don't know if they're going to come at the side cap prices the Steelers have, or make sure Justin Lane, you know, is he going to be good? James Pierre, they were high on him. He was undrafted. He made the team out of training camp. He looked okay in the last game of the regular season against the Browns. Now, is he good enough to do the fourth guy? If he is, I, I think it's okay. But we don't know. We're not going to know until a draft, until the season starts. So the, the bottom line is, in the first two rounds, we need to come away with uh, two offensive linemen, a running back, a cornerback, and probably – another linebacker or defensive lineman in the, in the first two rounds. Hmm. There's, there's I, something problematic there. Right. But you know what? <laughs> I'm not sure how the draft works, but it's not like that. I, I think they can get away. I mean, yeah, I like to, to see more linebacker help, but you know, with Spillane and Devin Bush, which that's what it looks like right now. I'm okay with that. Mm -hmm. Corner. If, Justin Lane and Pierre are, are willing to make the next step up. I'm not even sure if they have to pick a corner in the draft. I don't know where they're at with these guys. You know what I mean? I'm actually okay if the linebacker cornerback, they have no depth, but I don't think they need to do a high pick on. Now, on the other hand, man, running back, here's my dream. Get ATN, uh, get um, Nacha Harris, or get Williams, the guy you like, Paul, and they can probably get in the second round. And the other pick, get, get an uh, offensive line. And maybe, I don't think Alejandro Villanueva is the broad answer, but nobody's touching him. And we'll talk about him a little bit man. Maybe we can get him on another affordable deal where we don't have to pay him much, you know, and backtrack the contract. I mean, they could come out okay, but, you know, I've seen mock drafts for ATN and Najee Harris go above 24. So are you trading draft picks you don't have, you know, to move up or down or whatever the case might be? I don't know. And and there's two 
good centers. It's Creed Humphrey, I believe, from Oklahoma, who everyone's high on. Yeah, There's another is. center. I think he's from Alabama that they're high on, too. Well, they better hope those guys are available at 55, and they may not be available in the second round. So, like I said, I mean, there's a chance that after the draft, we could be high-fiving each other going, man, we're better next year. Hey, let's go. But uh, if we don't get running back, we're in trouble. <laughs> we're, uh, so, it'll be interesting. But we got to find some solution with the running game because this whole thing is going to be a disaster if we do not fix this running game. Right. And, and, and we'll get there because <laughs> there's still running backs out there, and our running back that we don't want him more as of he's the still, moment. He's still out there, too. <laughs> yeah. It, it looks like he's gotten as many calls free agency saying, come play for us, as I've had in the last week, which is none. <laughs> You've had two or three? That's amazing. Yeah, no, yeah. That's I mean, amazing. he may have had I... a call, but there's been no report to say James Connors had any interest. So <laughs> it'll, it'll be interesting. I, I, I don't know. But we'll get to Connor in a minute. Uh, next thing, Steven Nelson, kind of weird uh, how this whole thing came out. I saw a tweet from Nelson saying, hey, blessing in disguise. I haven't heard any definite reporting. There's been speculation saying he had one year, $8 million left on his contract. Very, very, very good cover quarterback. I think he wanted more money, and the Sewers said no, and I think he was frustrated. Have you guys heard anything else? Again, this is just speculation saying what, what could have happened. I have not heard anything. As of 40 minutes ago, that was still the latest report from uh, Pittsburgh media. It was the money and Okay. I so they're going to try to trade him. Obviously, the trade would have to happen before the draft. I'm hearing silly reports saying, "Oh, we want Zach Ertz. We can get Zach Ertz that draft pick." Unfortunately, <laughs> that doesn't usually happen. Usually, you get a draft pick, and Steven Nelson's good. I think he's going to help a team. But usually speaking, unless it's a highly regarded and Nelson's regarded, but unless it's like a franchise quarterback or anything. I mean, I would be shocked. I'm hearing a fifth round. I think I'd be shocked if they even got fourth round for Nelson. I mean, that's how it works. I mean, are, are you guys thinking anything else or what you can get for Steven Nelson? Well, you know, be we can always uh, – sometimes the, the trade dream list is – sounds great, but not realistic. Like, I mean, I say, hey, Leah, let's uh, – Let's straight up trade Nelson and Josh Dobbs for Nick Chubb. Or Deshaun Watson. We can get Deshaun Watson now. <laughs> hey, why not? Right? Yeah. Uh, I'd stay away from Watson right now. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Watson did not play for whoever he goes to. Yeah. Yeah. Are you thinking maybe four fifth pick in terms of like what they could get for him? I mean, who knows? I mean, if there's a ton of teams after, maybe they, there's a higher package, but I, I don't see it. To be honest. I mean, if we can somehow turn, uh, we've got quite a few total draft picks. If we can somehow in that trade and some work in draft picks that we can somehow get a, an extra second round pick. Uh, I, yeah, I'm okay I don't know. Yeah, because I think you're going to need that because, and you're, you're right, Paul. I mean, there is various needs. I mean, I'm hoping it's a running back and an offensive lineman, but you can you can make an easy argument for a corner or a linebacker too. That'd be good. So. We we need we need some guys in this draft who will plug in 
right away and make a difference. Uh, we, we, we don't really have time for them to take a couple years to get into starting role. We need, we need them right away. Right. Okay. Well, I've heard the Eagles are a possible choice. Um, the Zachary thing's dumb. I don't know. I mean, you've got Eric Ebron. I'm not sure you, you want Ertz and Ebron. I don't think you have the money for it either. So, hey, let's take a fourth or a fifth-round pick, package up Nelson, get a second-round pick. I'm good with that. Pretty possible. <laughs> Who knows? As, as Joe's in deep contemplation. Deep contemplation. I'm thinking. I'm thinking a lot of thoughts. But yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> like I mean, that's what that's, 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 that's putting us towards the place where we can come up with uh, Paul's magic draft, where we have 17 picks in the first two rounds. Yeah, uh, which would just be amazing. <laughs> but that gets us closer, you know. Add up a couple more second round things, maybe even a, a couple bonus third round picks. Where we can get deep into the draft. We're we're good at that. We're better at that than a lot of other teams getting deep into the draft and coming up with with real gold. So, yeah, no, I'm good at that. So, like the Steve Nelson's Nelson's disappointing. I wish he was still for Steelers, but maybe we could make a package and get a second round and pick it, or something. And it's one of those things where you know you you don't want to have to hold people hostage if they don't want to play here anymore. Let's go find some people who do want to play here. Okay. Well, and speaking, uh, a couple of these other decisions that were made before we get to the guys who, like you, the three of us, haven't gotten an NFL free agency call. Uh, Bud Dupree, eh, disappointed. I, I knew we weren't going to be able to keep him unless somehow we could have done a franchise tag. He goes to Tennessee, five years, eighty-two and a half million. I guess that's a lot of money. Yeah, it is. A couple I, bucks. I guess my thought it'll be interesting to see. I, I'm not sure who Bud would play beside, like who'd be on the other side of him. Hopefully, I mean, nobody. Not, he with that for that amount of money, he should cover both sides. Well, but I guess what I'm saying <laughs> is, is, it's definitely not TJ Watt. You, know, you you don't have that right. combination. And I'm intrigued by next year. What does Bud do without TJ? And what does TJ do next year without Bud? It'd be interesting to see them on their own. I mean, we're, we're thinking highly of uh, Highsmith. Um, we think he can progress. I don't think he's Bud Dupree, but maybe he'll be decent enough to form a good tandem. But you, you know, maybe I think he won't cost eight eighty million dollars. Yeah, well, <laughs> it's going to cost us probably twice that much. We could we could, we could fill a lot of holes on our team for eighty million dollars. Right, right. Well, if we had eighty million dollars in cap space right now. But next off, pretty. well, next off season, you're probably going to give <laughs> I don't know at least twenty five million of that if not there more. And there you go. You should. But no, it'd be interesting to see how these guys play with each other. I guess that's my only comment. Any other thoughts, Joe, on Bud Dupree? Being We're going to miss team? him. We're going to miss him hard. It's yeah. sad. It makes me yeah. upset. I, I don't want to see him. I don't want to see him play him on, on the on the on another team that is going to have to play us. I don't like it. Um, yeah. <laughs> he, he I wish a, we had a bunch more money we could throw at him, but we don't. So I was frustrated when he got hurt. I mean, he was a terror in the first couple of games. Oh, he was God. just out of his mind, which was great. Yep. Paul? I mean, that, that first Cleveland game, he and TJ were just like hot knives through butter. Oh, yeah. In that first Cleveland game. And that, yeah. Yeah, it was frustrating. And could have been in the other two. Yeah. Another thing. He hadn't gotten hurt. Another thing that frustrated <laughs> me is. Hey, if you want to leave the Steelers, hey, it's your choice. 
we didn't have money. I knew we were going to keep all 19 guys. But I looked like a guy like Mike Hilton. And, and there's got to be a rule saying, if you're going to leave the Steelers, just stay away from Cleveland, stay away from Baltimore, <laughs> stay away from Cincinnati. But Mike Hilton did not hear me on the roll. He didn't return my email asking to come on our podcast. And, and in a bigger screw you, he said, hey, I'm going to Cincinnati. I'm taking my talents. So Mike Hilton's now off the Bengals. Oh, I mean – Prayers for Mike Hilton. What are you thinking, man? Like, have you not, you've watched this team twice a year for however long you've been here? Or do you not see what you're signing to? Oh, man. I mean, I would like to see that rule too, Chris, but let's be honest. We got Hayden from Cleveland and yeah, you know, screwed, screwed Cleveland with that. So, you know, it happens back and forth. Uh, it, it hurts, but I just think – what a crazy place to have decided to go play. Everybody in the league knows what goes on, the kinds of stuff that goes on in the in the locker room. The the environment that's there is just not really a, a healthy one by any report. So it's just strange that somebody, even for a lot of money, would would sign up for it. I don't know. They got offensive lineman Raleigh Reef, who's good. It was interesting. They're only able to sign for a year. I don't think they were interested in Galladay. I don't think they – well, obviously with the Giants. I don't think they've gotten anybody else, Paul, have they? Bengals, like, free agency-wise? Not that I'm aware of. Because you know, I a lot they, of don't, they don't have any money. <laughs> well, <laughs> They're well, another one of those teams. It's like they don't have any money. They don't have more money. They're not going to keep you. Right. If you sign to a big contract there, you're going to be the guy, and that's it. They're well, not going to have money to buy anybody else. It's, I think oh. I think they got a cornerback because one of my objections with Mike Hilton was saying, "Man, if you put him as that slot corner, oh yeah, great because he was great for the Steelers. But if you're making him into your number one shutdown corner, I don't think that's a strength. I think they got another corner so you could play the slot. I mean, he's banking about hey, they're a young team. You got their own version of franchise quarterback and Joe Burrow." But you, you do have, have that. That's true. But you gotta have to have talent around him. And Joe Burrow is running for his life, even if getting hurt for the year. So yeah. I mean, and it, we're seeing a, we're seeing an NFL where that kid who gets drafted by a team stays there the rest of his life is not happening anymore. Right. So you're banking that he's going to stay there and sign a bigger contract later instead of another team showing up and pulling off a big trade <clears throat> or plunking down a bunch of money to take him away from Cincinnati. Uh, I don't know. It's one of those things like when you when you look around like Major League Baseball, there are those teams that are basically farm teams for the Yankees. You know, that's just that's just what that's just what you are. Yeah. And, pirates. and you can't you're pirates, the Indians, and then <laughs> well, everybody else except for the Yankees. Yeah, the Yankees. And, and the Bengals, I think I saw a cap from they just don't spend it. No, that said, he got a decent deal, four years, twenty four million. That probably money-wise you wouldn't have gotten from the Steelers. But, again, the culture yeah. and everything. Now, I hate to rag too much on the Bengals because none of us would have thought that. But at the end of the year, the Bengals made us look like the Bengals, which was – I'm still scratching my head over how it happened. That Monday night yeah, disaster. Just, <laughs> yeah. But we're we'll right say, that's the saying when, when, we fell in a, when we fell in a hole, they looked taller. Like that's well, like we fell in a hole. <laughs> All well, of a sudden, we just played like garbage, and like and 
And Mike Hilton all of a sudden they looked good. No, they were playing on the we field dug the when, hole. We, when we dug yeah. the hole and fell in it. Right. <laughs> well, and Mike Hilton wasn't because they embarrassed us. It's because we dug a hole and fell in it. Right. And Mike and Mike Hilton was looking there probably across the sidelines, going, "Dang, I gotta have me some of that." So he, he probably made his decision <laughs> that night. Who knows? If he did, then I'm glad that he left. <laughs> well, and I think from, from a Steelers standpoint too. They probably could only keep Hilton or Sutton. And, right. Uh, yeah. We'll, oh, we got to talk about Cam Sutton real quick, too. But before we get to the Sutton, any, any thoughts on Mike Hilton, Paul? Or... No, I, I'm sure he's going to have a monster game against us in one of the two Cincy games. Oh. We'll shake our fist at him because he picks off Ben twice. And... Ew. Well, don't say that. Oh. <laughs> I would do. Why would you say that out loud? Oh, <laughs> last year burnt me bad. I'm. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was a weird. It was a weird end of the year. So, if people are going to pick us off twice in a game, it might as well be our own players. Yeah, yeah, probably <laughs> works. We're going to ship Part our the whole we, have, we dug for ourselves. That's right. Yes, I am glad we sacked Ben four times in the playoffs. Oh, my gosh. I'm glad the Steelers kept Cam Sutton. I thought that was a good move. I uh, didn't have to spend too much on him. Uh, it was four and a half million. I, I think the next year it does go up higher. But again, if Cam Sutton becomes the number one quarterback, I mean, quarterbacks get paid more. I mean, Steven Nelson didn't like the fact he was going to pay eight million. But if they kept somebody, I was more comfortable with Cam Sutton, especially if you have to make him a two, which looks like you are, unless they draft a corner higher if they get lucky and get a corner for cheap. Um, are, are you okay with Cam Sutton being a number two guy, Joe? I, I'm fine. That was the thing when we talked about this last week. I, I figured we would keep one or the other. Yeah. So, and, and I was fine with that. Um, obviously, it would have been nice to have, have kept Hilton, but the fact that we are able to retain one of our cornerbacks <laughs> at least uh, is a, is a, a decent building block. And I, I think he does a solid job. Happy to have him still around. Um, Paul. Yeah, I'm, I'm happy. He's still here. Uh, I think he's got, uh, he's still got room to grow. Uh, glad he's still here. And he's on my way, which is good. So. All right, to make up for some time, some of these guys, I mean, hey, we need to talk about them, but I don't think we need to spend hours on each guy. Uh, Matt Feeler, um, you know, he was a starter. Um, you know, Kevin Dotson's going to probably replace him. I like Matt Feeler, but uh, the Chargers gave him, I think, $7 million a year. I think it was three years for $21 million. I don't like Matt Feeler that much. Any other <laughs> thoughts, Joe? No, agreed. That's a lot of money. Um, and that was just one of those places where, you know, we're not going to be able to keep him for the kind of money he's going to be able to get yeah. elsewhere. Best to him. Paul, what are you going to do for your Matt Feely jersey? Um, the one that I, I never got. Uh, yeah. yeah, it would have, nice, store. would have been nice to keep him around. Uh, we don't exactly have a lot of depth at the O-line, um, but that that's a lot for him. Uh, if it was a higher caliber, caliber lineman, I could see it. But, you know, San Diego – or I'm sorry, not San Diego anymore. Uh, L.A., uh, they, yeah. they they need some O-line help. So made sense and for them. Yeah, some sorry, Captain. You know, 
they felt it probably took a little bit more to get uh, Pittsburgh. Um, let's take these two guys together. Uh, Ty Lulu, which I don't think is a humongous loss, but kind of frustrated me. Uh, he's going to Jacksonville. Modest contract. I think it was like two years, three or four million a year. Uh, the Steelers, you know, he's out. He's in Jacksonville. The Steelers did resign Chris Wormley, who I like. He didn't really play that much last year um, because he was hurt. I, I, you know, it's always possible the Steelers could do a, a defensive tackle either in the draft. There are some guys available that you can get for cheap. What about Geno Atkins? He's old, he's a little injury prone. I mean, there's guys that you might be able to pull off for a low contract. You know, just Did you just use old and injury prone in your <laughs> sentence where you're trying to convince us to be happy about going out and getting this guy? But but you're, you're, you're not his agent, are you? <laughs> right, but if, if, if you were young and healthy and yeah, they were, they were, well, we wouldn't be able to afford it if he was young right, and healthy right. and not injury prone. Right. I mean, that's who you have to get. And I don't know if Atkins has been released yet, but I'm hearing from some of my coworkers in Cincinnati that that could be coming very soon. So I, I'm not sure if it's come, but it's coming, I guess. Yeah, um, I thought something about that. You know, yeah. I, know I read that a couple of places. So I don't. Again, I don't know if it's officially happened yet, but it's probably coming. So I mean, I'm disappointed by Ty, but you know. Apparently, want to go back to Jacksonville. He's thirty-four, and he got a two-year contract, and that made me nervous too. So, I well, that's a, that's a thing because right. <laughs> he's also not a young man, right? Uh, and and if they if we know what we get from him, and it's at a certain level, and we have some faith that some of these younger guys who we don't know their name and they're sitting around on a practice squad somewhere where they're confident that they can coach him up and be able to get at least what they're getting out of him, then they're going to save their money and put some younger guys in there. Paul, I'm, I'm, I'm with you. I mean, I can count four or probably five holes that we have to fill in the first and second round. And I mean, you know, you might get lucky and get another second round pick. You're not going to get five overall. Where do you think, where do you think they can go defensive tackle wise? I mean, I, Wormley could do it, but I don't think you can just slap Wormley in and make him starting nose tackle. I mean, is there a realistic place it could go? You know, I I really don't know. I I feel like I feel like the Steelers' mentality right now is we, we want to give Ben one more crack at it. Yeah, I, I don't know. I feel like we've abandoned any sense of we're trying to establish the next 10 years of the franchise. Um, so I, they, they could pull off uh, one of your clients who are old and injury prone, plug them in there for a year, see what they can do. Um, I really don't know what exactly their, their strategy or their plan is right now, other than we'd love to see Ben get one more ring, which honestly, I, in my mind, we are no better today than we were when the Browns wiped the floor with us. So I, I have a hard time embracing, yeah, this this is going to be the year. So I, I don't I don't know how we fill uh, some of the D line issues, the defense issues in general. Um, I'm I'm not overly optimistic. Well, and I don't think well, they're not done yet. They're not done yet. There's still more things to do. 
Well, but they better. <laughs> I mean, there's been past drafts where you go into it and say, there's not many holes. Let's celebrate the, the best pick out there, and we go for it. This year, it's like, man, they better be able to pull this off. I mean, that's the thing I'm a little bit nervous. I mean, they better hit it right, you know? I think you're yeah, right. I mean, I mean we've, we've got tighter. Yeah. We've got quite a few draft picks this year, but I feel like we, because of what they want to do, we, we kind of have to, you know, trade some of them to move up because we desperately need top caliber guys right now. Um, so we can't just say, okay, you know, in three years, this guy is going to be a monster. We need the monster now. So I, yeah. You might need to move up to get the guys. That I think that we need to get anyway. I mean, not even just getting another draft pick. I mean, to get that running back, you want, you know, 20, you, I don't think you have to move up to one, but you're going to have to move up maybe from 24 to be able to even get the one guy you need to get. So, I don't know. It's going to be definitely interesting. Uh, let me know if I missed anybody else, but to conclude the guys that we resigned or the guys we lost, uh, Zach Banner was on the list, but I definitely wanted to mention him. A two-year deal, uh, cap-friendly, $2 million the first year, $6 million the next year. But I'm assuming as long as he stays healthy, you would think of Zach Banner's got one of the tackle positions. I'm not completely sold on Zach Banner. He, he's got to show me. Unfortunately, he got hurt in the first game against the Giants. Didn't really see him much, but I mean, you got to bring a lineman in and you got to see what he's about. So hopefully he's okay, but I, there's nothing either way to tell me he's going to be great or he's going to be bad. We're just going to have to wait and see, I guess. Joe, any? Tomlin, Tomlin's or, all in on him. Uh, he, yeah. he he basically promised him he's, he's a starter this season, so okay. he better step up and live up to it. I, I mean, I'm, I hope he's right. I'm hearing more about him being a tackle eligible and all this other stuff, and he's great at social media. Hopefully he can pull it off. Um, Joe, any other thoughts on Zach? Not many. We're we're waiting to see what what the what the coaching staff sees in him. But they see something, so they wanted him back. Over the weekend, don't know much about him and about any of these guys. So let me take him to save some time, all three of them at one time. Uh the Sooners actually got some free agents over the weekend. Now it's nobody you probably heard of, but I read about these guys. Some of these guys are half decent. Uh, they got a guy from Detroit named Miles Killebrew. Um, he's more known as a special teams guy. Read a lot of good things. He's a good special teams player. We need that. Um, I don't think he's played much at all on the defensive side. He is a tweener. He plays safety and linebacker. So think of him as Marcus Allen. <laughs> and he, the, <laughs> There's no guys named Miles Kilbrew in I, NFL history, so it's great. I, I like to I like to think of everybody as Marcus Allen. Yes, <laughs> I almost changed my name to Marcus Allen over the weekend, but yeah. I held back. It was good, but no, I I think it's a good move. I I read some things saying, hey, you know, what about Jordan Dangerfield? I I think maybe he could be replacing Sean Davis. I haven't heard any thought of them keeping Sean Davis, and so maybe he's replaced with Sean Davis again. I wouldn't reserve a Super Bowl trophy after Miles Kilber, but I think he's okay. <laughs> Joe Haig, I believe that's how he pronounced his last Hague, name. I think, yeah. Okay. He's think of him as a Stefan Wisniewski type, uh, kind of a depth offensive lineman. Uh, he started some games for Indianapolis. He started some games in Tampa Bay. 
I hear he's decent. Now, I heard that about Wisniewski, and Wisniewski wasn't decent for the Steelers last year. So he's not going to start, but we need some decent guys. And we got B.J. Finney. We got Haig. Again, if he's starting a lot, I think we're in trouble. But we need better linemen, and hopefully he fits that bill. And then you got this guy, don't know much about him, Tyler Simmons, I believe. Yes. Uh, he formerly played for the Texans. He's a receiver. Now, we're way too stocked up at receiver. So I'm assuming that anything he's your sixth guy. Because, you know, we've got Juju, we've got Washington, we've got Claypool. Um, who am I missing? Oh, Deontay Johnson. And Ray Ray McLeod is back. So I think he's your top five. I think Tyler Simmons is your sixth. I'm not even sure if we're carrying six receivers next year. So, you know. We're, we're scrapping the concept of offensive line, and we're just playing all receivers and back. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> no running backs. Just all. If we can get, if we can get Ben to uh, increase the rate, uh, the release rate. You know, if he could, if he can get that ball out really, really fast, yeah. then this really well, could work gonna, out for us. He'll and be he's in the shotgun thirty yards deep. As well. so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anything that helps. Well, yeah. I think if nothing else, Tarson is a deaf guy, and I think the fact that that we haven't, like, we have. And, you know, let's talk about Adrian Peterson now. I mean, he says he wants to come to Pittsburgh. I I don't know. I don't stop him. Yeah. But but I, I think the interesting thing is we haven't had any big conversations with other free agent guys, which makes me think the Steelers are a little bit more all in on the draft for these running backs. So who knows? I mean, I, I think you would have to be anyway, even if yeah. they wanted to come to Pittsburgh. He's not going to carry the ball a lot. Yeah. He's, a, yeah, he's an old man. Well, and here's my dream. My dream is let's get one of the top three. Let's put them in that number one spot. Let's um, sign a Adrian Peterson type, a Frank Gore type. Um, you know, Mark Ingram's gone, so we're not going to sign Mark Ingram. Sign somebody to be your five carry a game veteran inspiration backup, and then keep Benny Snell and keep Anthony McFarland. I heard some talk of the week about Jalen Samuels. No, Jalen's gone. Let's let's cut him, and let's have our four guys be. And I would even be okay with even Le'Veon Bell as a backup or a James Conner as a backup because nobody's going after him. So who knows? <laughs> I, I'm not crazy about Le'Veon Bell. Some dope they can come in. And Joe, get we need, a, we need a we need to bring in a running back who will play running back for us. Okay. We don't need any more guys who are going to sit around at home and watch us on TV. I yes. have that job. I okay. will sit at home and watch them on television. But irregardless, I want my young guy to be the workhorse. So say right. if your number one draft pick got hurt, I'm not saying rush Adrian Peterson, Frank Gore, Le'Veon Bell, James Conner, whoever 20 times game. Make that Benny Snell and have your veteran guy still be that five-carry game guy. I, I mean, I wouldn't be against Le'Veon Bell. I think there's a lot of other good options out there. And I think the fact that the Steelers really haven't we haven't heard of them talking to anybody makes me think they're a little bit more all in on a running back in the draft than we even know. Just my thought. Who knows? Um, okay, uh, so before that knows, sense, you, you about made Joe walk off the set. I, yeah, I, I'm, I'm, close. <laughs> I'm not I'm not that crazy about Le'Veon Bell. I'm just saying 
he could be a guy like that. I think you would have to be crazy to say okay. you want Le'Veon Bell well, back. And I'm just as fine. I want the old Le'Veon Bell back. I'm. I'd be. Right. That's great. Uh, but well, he's not that guy anymore. He, and, he did some things for the Chiefs, that, but and, again, yeah, I, I, I think he carried the water bottles one time, and no, he he'd, he'd bring out he'd bring out an extra towel. To, but, to wipe off, uh, you know, Mahomes' hand. But believe me, I'm just talking. It's cold about, out there, man. I'm talking veteran running back you can get for a million a year. That's yeah. all I'm saying. Yeah. I'm not saying, oh man, we better sell the farm and get Le'Veon Bell. I and I'm even thinking a guy like James Conner. No calls. Hey, if James Conner's willing to come back for a million bucks and carry it five times a game, he actually did half decent near the end of the year when he was a five yeah. times uh, carry back. Well, before we get to the so guys I'll, that. Oh, yeah, it's real quick on that. I, I would be fine with if we're going to do that. I, I'm not I, I wouldn't bring back Connor. I would say, OK, let, let's get 65 year old Adrian Peterson, at least to yeah. be a mentor figure to that rookie running back. I have a really nice. Maybe I'm and... not the mentor. <laughs> yeah, you can get him for cheap in a limited role. Adrian Peterson still produced last year for Washington no and, and he went to Detroit. And again. He's not the old Adrian Peterson. Give it to him five, maybe ten times a game. And, hey, he produces. I can't say the same for Benny Snow. I can't say the same for the other guys. And I think you combine that for rookie coming in. Steelers could be in good shape. But, again, I can't guarantee we can get this rookie in the draft, you know, in terms of running back. So, all right, before we move I think, on. I think we've got a good shot at getting at least one of those three guys because of the teams that are ahead of us. They have, they're they all one quarterbacks. They're all wanting some other stuff. I, I think there's a good shot we're going to land at least one of those three guys that we've been talking about in that early round. Uh, and I could also see us I'm using seeing... a late round, uh, some lesser-known running back that's out there. So we could come away with two running backs in this draft. But one of them, I, one of them, a little more marquee. Another guy, a little bit more of a you know backup type guy, but that could change a lot back there with two new two new dudes. I at least want to get one marquee guy. I mean, a couple of guys that you hear later in the draft. There's some kid from Memphis I haven't heard of that said could be a, a third or fourth pick, and just who's talked to during a a pro day. Uh, Trey Sermon, who actually played with Baker Mayfield in Oklahoma. He's been around for a while. Last year, he backed up the Ohio State running back, and he went crazy. He had, like, 250 yards in the Sugar Bowl. He had, like, 300 yards in the uh, Big Ten title game. But he could be there in the third or fourth round. But I want a marquee guy. Oklahoma State, uh, Hubbard. But, again, I'm not sure if Trayson could be your marquee guy or, or Hubbard from Oklahoma State. I think a Harris, ATN, or the kid from – North Carolina could be that guy, but we'll see. All right, and there there are mock drafts out there with uh, Williams from North Carolina falling to us in the second round. So I'm yeah, I'm I'm holding on to that. <laughs> and I'm with Joe. It, it's very possible that one of those guys could be there in the first round in terms of ATN or Harris. I'm starting to see some mock drafts where they're gone by 24. So yeah. going back to the Stephen Nelson idea, where maybe you get a first or second round pick, you got packaged some other picks with Nelson. That might be key because, you know, I, I'm a little scared that Harris or ATN may not be there at 24, and I'm a little scared that Williams may not be there at 55. You know, I, I mean, it's possible it could be, but if it doesn't, here's the here. here's the other thing happens in the current NFL with a with a lower salary cap, so that those kids get drafted, somebody's getting released. 
quite possible, but I'd rather have a guy we can make our marquee than having to. I mean, oh, could sure. you imagine? Oh, sure. Yeah, like, you know, but you know what I'd rather have? Somebody who's going to run and get yards. That's yeah. what I, I don't <laughs> care if they're on a marquee. I want them to run and get positive yardage. I just would I like something what that's different like. than the end of this last year. I forget what that's like, too. I, let's just start with runners <laughs> that get positive yardage. Let's do we, that. But we may have to have this. I, like, watched a U- <laughs> oh, yeah. I watched a YouTube video of Jerome Bettis highlights. And I, yeah. I, Oh, tears just yeah, that beautiful. felt weird. <laughs> I'm like, so they handed it to a guy and he actually got yards. What is goes this? that direction? Oh, right. Oh, I don't want to see that baby a plan. Like 60 slam passes a, a game like he did last year. I just uh, don't know. I can't I think take everything that. gets better if we have some combination yes. of running backs that gain right. positive yardage. <laughs> everything gets better. Skip Bayless, a known Steeler hater, was talking about man, I hate that guy. What he said, <laughs> look, he's like, if you could get a Najee Harris combined with a big man, if Najee Harris becomes that flashy first round pick, I mean, how much better than the Steelers? I mean, he said, a lot. Yeah. yeah. And he said, even if Big Ben's hobbled or not the quarterback he used to be, it could be much better. All right. Um, we need to quickly talk about some of these guys that are still out there for the Steelers. Any other thoughts on Killebrew or Joe Hag or. Tyler Simmons. No. I mean, I think they're helpful. I, I yeah, They're not yeah. the cornerstone, but hopefully they're helpful. Yeah. All right. Let's well, quickly, some of these guys, it, we just talked about James Conner. Nobody's picking up the phone. It's kind of strange. Um, I'm looking at Avery Williamson. Nobody's picking up the phone on that guy. It's kind of weird. I, I'm hoping these guys, Alejandro Vanueva, I'm wondering if, Maybe these guys will become cheap now. I mean, we can use some of these guys. Any thoughts on these guys? I don't mind keeping Williamson. Um, Al, I mean, yeah, we need linemen, so I'm okay with that. I think – I'm wondering if the rest of the league sees him for who he is. I mean, Pittsburgh, yeah. this is a very patriotic city. And so to have yeah. that uh, veteran on the, the – that's – you know, he is, will always be beloved. Um, Connor is the one that I, I am perfectly content to say. Great dude, great story. Good luck wherever you find yourself. Is there any talk on who's going after Vince Williams? I, I like Vince Williams. He was making too much for what he was producing. Um, I mean, is anybody after him? I, could he be a guy who could actually come back on a cheaper contract? That would be nice. I mean, I haven't heard any talk. I mean, I saw him put out a tweet going, hey, where could I go now? But, I mean, you know, he's in the same boat as Villanueva and James Conner. I mean, I haven't even heard anybody talking to him. And we're so early in the free agency period. All it takes is one call. I mean, you know, the Jets could give James Conner three million years. He could be gone. You know? Yeah. All right. And let's try to see if there's any of these other guys. We Made fun of Cassius Marshall, leave him alone. Uh, Sean Davis, I haven't heard anything about. Yeah, these other guys, I mean, it's pretty quiet right now. Uh, Jordan Berry, the punter. Uh, Jordan Dangerfield, who was a good uh, special teams guy. Uh, I mean, shockingly, no big news on Josh Dobbs. I, I thought, <laughs> thought we'd get a lot of calls on Josh Dobbs. I mean, who knows? Uh, 
I feel like those calls are going to come after the draft. Yeah. Or Jacksonville calls us to trade Trevor Lawrence for Josh Dobbs. That makes sense. That'll happen. Total total sense. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, After they draft him, after they make a huge deal on draft day, and then they'll be like, "Mm, nah. (laughs) What we need is a good backup. Well, they they couldn't draft Josh Dobbs, so they're like, we got we have to get trade to you know trade stuff so we can get Josh Dobbs, you know. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, uh, it's interesting. They released the Joe Hayne contract. Uh, he's a million the first year, two point one second year. I don't think that you know that's terrible at all. Uh, just do one more look through Twitter just to make sure we're not. Um, because it's about that time, about that time of morning when all of the deals happen. Yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right when better, we're about to go off. I better get this podcast out in the next two seconds before, every before other everything agent. is wrong. Yes. We're just <laughs> like, we're going to make all our moves NFL right now. Announces, NFL announces a scheme where all of the quarterbacks rotate one team down in the alphabet. Yes. Just whoever yeah. your starting quarterback is rotates down one team in the alphabet. There you go. That's why I'm madly checking for it now just to make, make sure. And yeah, your running back that. one goes up one. So, yeah, we're breaking up all yeah. the good teams. Yeah, <sighs> draft's going to be at Cleveland this year. Uh, hopefully there yep. won't be quite as many people. Uh, our morning podcast, we talked about how weird it was because OU uh, had upset, which I don't think that was weird. But there was a massive celebration, non-socially distanced in downtown Athens. So hopefully Cleveland keeps a calm. And, yeah, uh, it'd be nice down, to see downtown fans Downtown Athens there. is like, what, five blocks radius? Yes, yes. <laughs> well, there was shoulder-to-shoulder celebration. Nobody was socially oh, yeah. distancing. It wow. was rough. So hopefully, yeah. hopefully Cleveland keeps a calm. Draft end of April. So, hey, it's coming. We only got four more weeks to beat this to death, so it should be good. Right. Uh, yeah, I, it's my gonna bracket be, it's gonna exploded, it so I can focus on that now. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I didn't do a bracket at all. But what would what would have been the point? Because yeah. it already would be wrecked. So it would have been rough. I, I, I mentioned this real I had quick. Illinois go all the way, and they dashed my hopes. <laughs> Before we go to the review show and. I've been sworn not to reveal the identity. I'll tell you after the show, but a very close female family member of mine, we can guess who that might be. Uh, she did a bracket two years ago, and she did pretty well. I don't watch that much college basketball, and I told this very close female friend, uh, family member of mine, I said, look, the, the lower numbers are generally better teams, but pick some higher numbers. She followed that advice good. I didn't realize she was doing it. We had a busy week. Uh, she told me, hey, I'm doing a bracket again at my workplace this year. I'm like, great. I said, let me know who you picked. So she showed me her phone. And this person, who I won't reveal the name, had UC NC Greensboro beating Cleveland State in the final game. And I said, come on. That's not going to happen. To this no, it's going to be Oral Roberts beating Gonzaga. <laughs> I, don't, I don't even think she. I don't even think she had Oral Roberts. She had Ohio State. She's like that's her hometown team. I'm like always oh. pick Oral Roberts. Yes, <laughs> she, that is the she, national hub of sports. 
She did be, pick Abilene Christian over Texas. Good for her. But there was a lot of other upsets she did not pick correctly. So I, I said, hey, Cleveland State only lost by 29. And she's like, stop. <laughs> and I said, NC Greensboro only lost by 11 in the first round. I said, don't you realize if they're going to win the title, they had to win six games in a row. So I don't know. It's tough. All right. Well, keep tuned in. We're going to release these later in the week. But uh, we've got a couple review shows. We're doing a couple quickies. The worst sitcom of all time, Hail Hitler. No, Hail Honey, I'm Home. About a sitcom version of AF Hitler, which I'm so confused by. And then we're going to look at music video. Carmen, very good person. Very weird at the music videos. We're going to look at his great God video, too. So, guys, we got to move on. So, for, for Paul and Joe, yep. this is Chris. Thanks for checking out the Steelers podcast. We'll be back next week with hopefully more news. I'm sure it's going to be coming. Have a good day, everybody.